The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. This is a really weird fe- uh, feeling, folks, when you do a 70-minute podcast and then realize that you didn't save it, and then you're staring down the barrel of doing the exact same show again and living in this weird weird world of deja vu where your voice is already tired, but you have to try to muster it. But I got lucky, and so did all of you guys, because as I was complaining to our founder here at Hoopball, El Arquitecto, the great Aaron Bruski, he was like, you want to just do one? And so, hey, Brew, what's up? Hey, buddy. How you doing over there <laughs> clicking all sorts of wrong buttons? User error on this one. Usually I can blame it on something like the computer freaking out or a uh, Windows update is fun. That one t- has, has taken some files with it. But this was entirely on me. And now we just go into full reboot mode. I had this. I had a, a fun series of promos. I, I did these great reads for... Uh, Manscaped and my bookie, and it was really it was a how it was, was a great how was your show. Manscaped read, Dan? it was really good. It was really good. I'll do it for yeah, you so again. Our and, hosts really get into that. I gotta say, yeah, I I don't as much as the others. I well, I don't do the. I think Damien <laughs> might have done the best. <laughs> yeah, they've given us. They've been kind enough to give us six different options of things to do now, which is good. They've got like the PG and the R rated ones, and and so that makes things a little bit easier, but. Uh, welcome to Fantasy NBA Today, everybody. I, I have to do this show like I didn't just do this show. This is a HoopBall presentation. That's hoop-ball.com on the World Wide Web, at HoopBallFantasy on Twitter. You can follow me at Dan Bespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. I almost forgot how to spell my own last name I was as I was thinking. Uh, I have to make sure I say all the same things I said before. And, of course, Aaron Bruski, our founder, at Aaron Bruski, B-R-U-S-K-I on Twitter. What I'm going to do with this show, and for those that have been listening throughout this season, they know my Friday shows, I generally go through, it's, it's a little bit of a week in review, ads, holds, streamers, drops, watch lists, some buy and sell type of stuff, and then a weekend preview. Well, I'm lopping off the weekend preview because by the time this thing airs, Games are going to be going, and I'll just type a tweet. You can just go to Twitter. I'll send a tweet of all the stuff that I'm looking at over the weekend. Because at this point, it's more important to go through kind of the big-name topics. So, Brew, this will be a little bit like our shows from a couple years ago. You ready to roll? Hey, hey, let's do it. All right, a sip of water down, the voice hanging in there by a thread. I'm going to give you some names that I have on my potential ad list, and you can let me know what you think about this. Because I think uh, the guys on the ads list... I try to separate them as dudes that are more than just streamer types, guys that might have some rest of season appeal. So just to give you an idea of how I've categorized these things. Uh, First guy on my ad list is Jalen Brunson. What do you make of his recent hot stretch that he's been able to sustain some value even with basically no defensive stats to his name? Yeah, I, I think you, I mean, obviously that's the, the most important thing there is the defensive stats. I, I'm really hesitant to pull the trigger there. I know some folks have been higher on him uh, than than I am, but um, I, I like his game. I like where it's going. They're just so crowded, though. It, it, you know, like Josh Richardson alone, you know, his presence to me just sort of crowds out that backcourt. Um, 
so I don't know that I, I could do that for him, but but I do, like I said, I, I appreciate his game because if you put him in there, he's going to get that 12-3-3, and you know, just about every night. Is there anything he could do to get over the line? Because it is damn hard to stay inside the top 100 when you're averaging like .3 steals and no blocks per game. Yeah, that's the big part there. I, I, I don't know. I mean, he's... It's it's really these players they they fascinate me because it's like they're running away from the ball. <laughs> you know, they can't just get in the way of a steal every now and then, and and, and no blocks that that's obviously bad. Um, you, you worry also like can he really shoot fifty two percent all year long? Doubtful. Like, Doubtful. That, that that alone. I mean, he's checking in in an eight cat league at you know like the one sixty range. And uh, if if that regresses, I think you're you're looking at like a 14, 16 team guy. But, you know, if your build supports it, that's the the other thing. If you're finding steals or blocks or you're punting those things or if you're looking in your roto leagues and you're seeing that, you know, steals and blocks are going to become less of a priority. Then I think you get in there and you give them a little bit added bump and treat them more like a top 125 guy. Next guy on my potential ad list is Tom Thibodeau favorite and recent minute bump winner, Derek Rose. Is he a guy you're adding with any rest of season appeal? He did have 27 minutes in the game before Alfred Payton got hurt. Now, obviously, with Payton out, that creates a, a sort of a special pocket. I think I've referred to that as the creamy middle on a podcast with you before, <laughs> if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Is there <laughs> is there more to this than an Alfred Payton stream? Is he starting to find his footing with the Knicks or is it going to, is it going to fall back towards 21 to 23 minutes once they're fully healthy? And that one pre Alfred Payton injury game, was that more of the aberration? You know, look, he's already, if you just sort of look at the entire body of work this year, he's already a must own guy in, in my opinion, at least in eight cat leagues and, and in nine cat leagues, I don't know that he's turning the ball over that much. I don't have that number right in front of me, but I doubt it. No, not a ton. No. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I think in, in a nine cat league, he's probably going to be treated the same. And he goes to a place where like they didn't even care about practice. You know, they were just like, he's coming over. We're going to throw him right in the mix. And I'll tell you that first game he played, they, they look good, man. Like he, his defense is kind of underrated within the scheme that they were playing and, and you could start to see some outlines like, okay, he's given them a really good offensive talent or, or, or adding a really good offensive piece of that team that's needed. And at the same time that, you know, the book on him has typically been, you're going to lose a little bit on the defensive side, if not a lot because he's on the floor and it's hidden in that scheme. And his athleticism is actually standing out within that, that scheme as well. So I don't think aside from injuries, I don't think Tibbs is going to limit him too much all right so he gets um, the thumbs up then yeah all right thumbs up dig it i can dig it what about this is uh, this, to me this is a guy that's oddly and he's a little bit more of a nine cat guy than eight cat but why is everybody so afraid of jay crowder this year he feels like a really nice like calm three and d type who's uh i think he's 107 in nine cat right now and he's only owned or he's only rostered in like 32 percent of leagues uh lack of big games it's probably yeah. it. All I right, mean, but and he's... then you, you look at Phoenix and you're like, okay, you got, you know, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and, and then Aiton's a big fantasy guy. And Bridges is a big fantasy guy. So uh, <clears throat> hack, hack, cough, cough. I, I don't think he's getting the love for those reasons. I've seen him drop down on the waiver wire and competitive deeply. Weird, right? Yeah. And um, there was stretches where he was not – you know, above the cut line, but that was like a week, you know, maybe two weeks tops. So, uh, yeah, if you need a three and D guy, 
by all means. And, and he's not going to hurt you, even though he's only shooting threes as usual. You know, he's not going to hurt you with the, the percentage because, you know, it's a low volume. Yeah, uh, I, w- I was looking at his numbers a little more in depth and I talked about them a bit longer on my first failed iteration of this podcast that he is at this stage of his career. He is about as predictable as any player in the NBA in that he's going to average between 10 and 11 and a half points five rebounds, two assists, and somewhere between two and three threes with one steal in 27 to 30 minutes of ballgame. Every time you add another minute to that, it goes up by just the tiniest little click, and that's great, but his week-to-week fluctuations are almost entirely dependent on his field goal percent for that week. So if you're just like, all right, at the end of all of this, he's probably going to be at about 41, somewhere between 40 and 42%, and just sort of accept that fact, you're going to get a guy who's going to give you... 10, 5, and 2 with two to three threes every single night. And it's not the Danny Green thing either, where it's not like he goes huge for three games and then he's just gone. His disappearances this year seemed like they were tied to kind of a nagging injury thing. So they sat him down for a few games. He came back. He looks good again. That one's... He and Royce O'Neal were sort of this combo boggling my mind thing. These guys that just should be on rosters but are not nearly exciting enough. Uh, let's try to get to someone who might be a little bit more exciting, and that is what to do with the Houston Wings situation. It seems like Jay Sean Tate has the first crack at those minutes. Is Daniel House uh, in the mix at all? Do they potentially move P.J. Tucker? Uh, we know Christian Wood is coming back in the not-too-distant future, so that'll put a, a tiny bit of a squeeze on that shifts Tucker kind of down the line. But how does that situation play itself out? Who stays above the cut line, if any of them, as this season rolls along. You know, I, I think Tate is the guy that that I'm a little upset I actually missed out on in some fab bids this last week. Um, he, he's he got a lot of reason for them to want him on the floor. Uh, and then, you know, you throw in a pretty diverse stat set. He's not breaking down any doors. I think his per-minute numbers get better as the year goes on. You know, you're a rookie, and you're just kind of deferring a lot. But but you're looking at the steals and blocks and you're saying, OK, that can work. You're looking at the field goal percentage that can work. Uh, everything else needs a little bit of improvement, except for like rebounds. He's pretty good there. Uh, but but he's a part of the future and, and they're going to be hitting tank mode, you know, any time now. Um, and even their tank mode will probably resemble a lot of what you know, you're seeing right now. But the key difference for that team that everybody should be watching out for is, is Christian Wood. They are the number one defense in the league. That's amazing. I mean, you know, who would have thought it at the beginning of the year? Um, but over like the last five, six, seven, maybe even eight games, they're like 25th in the league. So they're just getting run out of the building right now. And that's not good for anybody's fantasy value. The reason that's happening is they have to be so small without Christian Wood on the floor that it's not even about Christian Wood. You know, a lot of times he's been knocked with the bad defense label. He's actually not bad in this scheme here where you got a lot of uh, smaller, more rangy players that, that, um, you know, can fly around and also cover up for his liabilities. But when he gets back, I think you're going to see a bump of the the rising tide to lift all the proverbial boats. That'll help Tate become a real hot item. You know, he could probably by the end of the year be flirting with top 75 value if it all goes right. Um, And that's why I'm pissed. I didn't get him. Do any of these other guys, have a chance or does with or without PJ Tucker, I guess is the question, right? Can they move if Tucker's out and his 30 minutes free up, then one of these other guys probably steps into some of those. 
Yeah, you know, House hasn't been good on the year, and and that's concerning because you know he's had most he's had his chances to be good. Um, he's been better lately, you know. Um, you know, last couple games he ripped off some pretty good stat lines. So I'm going to give him credit for basically his body of work and say he should be on rosters. Nawaba, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of risk there. He's an injury-ridden guy. Um, but in terms of just like pure talent and and what he brings to the team, he's a big reason that they are the number one ranked defense. Um, he would be a guy that I would be, I'd call him a luxury stash right now, probably a few clicks below a D'Anthony Melton, who I'm sure we'll get to at some point. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the one that I like a lot that we had highly ranked in the Brewski 150, though, is Sterling Brown. He is a guy that isn't blowing anybody away right now. But as you start to subtract players, especially towards the end of the year, you're not going to see guys like John Wall and Eric Gordon and Victor Oladipo go into the tilt while they're tanking. Like they'll start injury management or um, you know load management. And if any of them get a, an injury that's worth sitting, it's going to be a sit for as long as possible kind of a situation. So those are the guys, especially a Sterling Brown, because he seems to be more healthy than anybody else. So I, I kind of see him sneaking in with top 100 value, you know, in that last, say, third of the season. Hmm. How do you plan for it now? I don't know. I mean, you got to have a pretty <laughs> deep bench to, to want Sterling Brown on it. But uh, in about, say, three, four weeks, you heard it here first. All right, tell me a little bit about the Pistons these days. Um, I know DeLon Wright, he'll be back at some point, so I don't want to spend too much time on the Saban Lee-Dennis Smith Jr. situation, although I do have them listed in my streamers section here. Uh, but this technically is a week in review, and about a week ago is when Sadiq Bey moved into the Blake Griffin void, and he's been sort of quietly solid so far, nothing blowing anybody away. What is his outlook for the rest of the year? Is there a a rookie wall coming is there more upside beyond it or can we just assume he's going to be you know kind of decent the rest of the way yeah i think he's going to be kind of decent um that's i mean it's a loaded statement you never know when these rookies are going to hit the wall um but they need him you know and it's not like the Dellen wright situation where you have a player coming back that's going to knock him out um you know they've got players that they'd like to probably see more you know, like uh, Siku, uh, Dumboya, they probably want to see more out of him, but he can't actually perform. So that's uh, going to cut him off. And and they're so thin that I don't see how he gets knocked off his pedestal, really. And, and you know, Isaiah Stewart, same thing there. Like at some point in time, it won't be worth it to play somebody, you know, probably Mason Plumley, if I had to guess, because I, I have a feeling they're going to let Jeremy Grant go the whole way. And, and try to cash in on that you know, decision that they made and, and, and show everybody what a good decision it was. Um, so those two guys are just sitting there, going you know, to be late round guys. And then if you happen to get lucky, and, and I like Bay like, uh, more than I like Stewart at this point, but if you get lucky, you pick up Bay, you know, and, and he's just sort of trolling around, around at the bottom of your roster in the top 150 range, you, know, you might find that he's getting driver's seat minutes you know, in that last third of the season. And then you got more about a top 100 guy. So the upside's not great here, and nobody should be like dropping consistent good assets to get these guys. But when you're sitting there looking at your waiver wire, you got to drop somebody because of whatever reason, and they're there versus another uh, person that doesn't have that upside. I think you might give them the the, the nod over the other guy. Hmm. All right, I love it. Um, the uh, last guy on my list, which and I 
even as I was doing this show before myself and, and then subsequently losing the file again. Uh, yeah, what's the over under on how many mentions that gets? It's going to get too many because as I go through <laughs> this, I'm like, okay, did I say that on this show or did I say that on the one that I just biffed right beforehand? This is a guy that I saw dropped in a bunch of spots, and that's Duncan Robinson, and that it floored mm. me, but you're starting to see his shot begin to come around. Do you think this was kind of bubble-related? Like, it looks like almost everyone on the Heat is just finally starting to get their NBA wind back. Well, if you guys are reading my wager pass stuff, which has turned into where I put a lot of things, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you're writing a lot in there. You're, you've lost your mind. I, well, you know, it's, um, when I write my, my write-ups, I'm, I'm kind of circling around what I want my final units to be. So as I'm writing, sometimes the ideas sort of synthesize, you know, we've talked about that in the past where like blurb writing or, or, or doing tweet storms or all of that, you know, it sort of synthesizes all the data for you. Uh, so I actually enjoy it. I'm like writing kind of just like freely and I'm letting the ideas fly. Um, but as far as Miami goes, like they are one offensive player short and have been pretty much all year long from being serviceable. They've been like a 25th ranked offensive team sort of with or without Jimmy Butler. And they've improved a little bit lately, but it's just like plain as day as you watch teams defend them and you get Jimmy Butler passing up a shot and bam at a bio passing up a shot. And you need one guy out there like Tyler hero. Um, but another one, because if he can't do everything, you need Goran Dragic on the floor to make the heat, the heat. He's like one of these guys where like the, the sum of the parts is like way more than what he's worth. So, uh, I think, and what I've been doing for the last like week or so is I've been backing them. I've kind of backed off in certain spots, but, uh, I think that they're on their way to being the heat team that we saw in the bubble. And it also makes sense. Like you said, that the bubble probably took a lot out of them, especially Bam out of bio. And that's actually why Bam didn't appear on a lot of my teams this year. So I was just really concerned that he laid it all out on the line in the bubble and he needed that first third of the season to get back. Um, he's been pretty good, so I don't want to downplay his season. But uh, I think they're going to be good, and that's to your point about Duncan Robinson. He's a guy that needs the offense to be healthy for him to be healthy. He's been okay um, you know, lately, uh, sort of like top 140, you know, top uh, 120 in nine cat leagues. Uh, so that, that's a good floor. You know, I think you can grab that and then uh, hope that you get another couple rounds as he heats up. All right, I'm going to pivot over to the uh, streamers here. But before I do, I want to remind everybody that on Fridays, this is where I get down and, and beg folks for uh, positive reviews on the podcast. And what I'd like to do today is also offer a little contest, if you will, that anyone who rates and reviews the podcast, drops a nice little five-star review on the show, and then tells me about it, meaning you're going to have to write something and then you're going to have to be probably hit me on Twitter or email teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. My Twitter handle, again, is at Dan Vespers that says, hey, you know, screenshot it or whatever. I'm, I wrote this review. I'm going to put you in a drawing to win some, uh, well, let's call it a green prize. We're going to leave it at that. So that's our that's our promo for the wait, weekend. Wait, what? That's right. <laughs> We're going with a green prize <laughs> on this one. a lot of contest entrants explaining it like that. I hope I will. So please hit me up on this. Uh, more details to come on the social media. So again, hit me at, at Dan Vespers. You cannot. <laughs> well, I mean, you could. You could leave a review if you want. Uh, I'm going to use one of my many burner accounts. Yeah, there you go. Steal, steal someone's phone in your family and review it from that. That's the other move here. And if you've recently reviewed the podcast, and you're like, damn it, Dan, I just did this. 
uh, just add something. Because some of you didn't write stuff. Go back. You can actually add a comment to it. I'll still let you guys in on it. Go to the podcast app on your mobile device. Search for Fantasy NBA Today. Click on the show title and scroll down to the bottom of the page. That's where you can find that rating and review spot. Drop a five-star. Write something nice. Let me know about it. And that'll get you involved in the contest that I will explain to further later on, on Monday. Let's get into the next one here on the list here. Um, I haven't decided what order I want to go in. I think I'm tempted to call this a hold or drop segment, Brew. Uh, So let me give you a list of, there are nine names here, and you have to tell me if I'm holding these guys. And this is in, call it, Fairly competitive 12-teamers right now. That's where we're at here. Not, not hyper We're going like 175-player universe. Um, call 13 about a buck. times 13 or 13 times 12. Yeah, something in that neck of the woods. 156. Yeah, go, hun- go 156, and obviously you don't really want the guy that's number 156 in that league. You want... No, because we can always do better. Right, we can do better. Uh, Nick Batum, are you holding, or do you think he's now flamed out after the concussion? Oh, no. No, no, no. Hold on. It's it, it's funny because I landed Batum and I didn't even want him in a lot of leagues. I just <laughs> said I'd, I'd be crazy not to do this. So you're the you're the Hornets is what you're telling me. As pretty much. Yeah. I, How did we land this But guy? I would have never gotten into that deal in the first place. Yeah. Whoops. The uh, yeah. No, he's 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 just kind of got an established role. I think that the, the Clippers do this thing where they lull a little bit. And then you're right about the concussion. And uh, I, I think come on the other side of the, the, the break. He'll be good. Hold. Davis Bertans, hold or give up? Ah, you got to hold there. There's too much. I, there's a there's a big Russell Westbrook problem with that team, and and that's the as much as the injuries and sort of the time off is is a bummer for Bertans. I think playing with that guy must just suck. Yeah, certainly, like, if you want to rebound, it does. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, and and the idea that he gets the ball and pushes the tempo, you know, that was good for like a year. But it's going to result in a bad play on the other side. So you almost, if you're your own, t- if, if he's your teammate, you got to box him out. <laughs> he doesn't get the ball. <laughs> yeah, I don't see Davis boxing him out. But no, you're right. I, I I agree with you on that one. I think the injury actually might be a good thing for him. Just give him a little bit of rest, whatever short time frame this is. He has is. amazing potential, like per minute potential, and he can do more than a lot of people know yeah so i really look at that it's like does scott brooks get let go because if that happens then then westbrook doesn't get run of the yard anymore so far you and i have agreed on both of these uh patrick beverly hold or drop yeah you could drop yeah i agree it's and it's hard for me too because i i've had a lot of trouble in my fantasy career quitting on pat beverly but he's just he's lost a step and they have other point guard options on that team so uh here's a good one for you DeAnthony Melton, and you already know where I'm at with this one because I oh, tweeted it. Yeah, and I and I and I supported your tweet. You did. You know, there's yeah. Been, there's been a lack of Melton love out there. Well, I don't know. We've put a lot of love into him, and Taylor Jenkins has rewarded us by, you know, flushing our love down the toilet with our Valentine's Day card we sent <laughs> to DeAnthony Melton. Did Did you guys send one? I think I saw that. <laughs> uh, I feel like maybe Jonas did. I, but what really? What's going on with this? They signed him to a multi year contract, and he can't. He can't crack the non-blowout rotation all of a sudden. This is what happens when you get general managers that want to show off their draft picks. And so for this general manager situation, they they signed the guy. They signed Melton. So you would think that this shouldn't have to be like one or the other. It's, it's why play both. But they're in love with Grayson Allen. 
and and I don't even want to hate on that that much. Like I think Allen's done more than anybody expected him to do. Um, but you got to cut a player out of the equation at some point if you're Memphis. And if you find out that your pick, you know, in, in Desmond Bain is good, and I like Desmond Bain. If you figure out that he's good, now you got to liquidate an asset because these guys are not going to be happy and they're going to just fluctuate. I bet with uh, Winslow out in, t- in tonight's game, you're going to see Melton get 20 minutes. He'll probably go for 14, 5, you know, 4, and a steal and two threes or something. You know, he'll have a good line. And then, you know, back to three minutes the next game. And I, so he's a luxury stash. That's it. And, the sad thing there too is like you know he's good, you know he's averaging twenty minutes a ball game right now, and he's got a top one fifty rank. Like, just get him to twenty three minutes, and now you're 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 cooking with gas because if anything breaks in his favor, say they do something absolutely smart and they give him twenty five twenty seven minutes per night. And by the way, he's good. You got yourself a top seventy five asset. So that's why I've been putting up with everything. It's been a terrible year, you know out for covid um shoulder related yeah yeah he just he's getting hit left and right and so i mean yeah it's burning a hole in people's rosters i think you can't look at the sunk costs there but if you can afford a luxury stash you know he is definitely worth it and just hope the trade deadline jiggles something loose by the way any i know you said luxury stash but if you if we get to a player where you call them a must stash every single time you say that i giggle and i do the mustache thing over my over my upper lip. I can't get that out of my head anymore. Um, what about Josh Richardson? I wonder if we might disagree on this one. I don't think he's ever going to find his game again, so I'm actually okay with a drop on him. Yeah, no, I think I'm with you. Like, oh, how uh, about that? Yeah, I mean, it's he needs to get back to the old Josh Richardson in Miami where he's cutting to the hoop and you know getting a lot of high-percentage looks and – that's just not a style that that um, Luka Doncic wants to play. You know, there's other mouths to feed there. So, you know, that that's probably primary issue number one. And that's been the case in the past when when Richardson, you know, was first on the scene. So it's not like he's dead in the water if there are other good offensive players there. But like the style that Luka plays is very pick and roll heavy and it's very controlling of the ball until the very last second it's hard to play off of that sometimes if you're a teammate and and this isn't saying that Doncic isn't good at what he's doing it's just a stylistic thing where if you don't know what this guy's doing I mean he's liable to shoot he's liable to go around the corner I mean he might just dribble in circles for five seconds and then make the guy look silly you don't know do I cut do I stand do I you know where do I go and so I think that just makes it even harder for him to stand out. So yeah, I, I think he's done. Hmm. All right. I thought we might disagree on that one. We do not. Uh, Jeremy Lamb. He's been slumping a bit lately. We've got TJ Warren and or Karis Levert waiting in the wings. Do we hang on or are we prepping ourselves for the worst here? No, 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 no. You got to hang on there because he's still a top 100 guy when you factor in the struggles. And I think when you add another offensive player, but I, I'll, I'll be I'll be honest though, I am a little worried about Karis LeVert cutting into his value because, you know, that's a high usage guy. I, I think he can. I think that team can survive the addition of a high usage guy. It just depends. Does Karis LeVert come back and you know like a bat out of hell and he's just like Karis LeVert before, or does he ease mm. in because he's with a new team and he doesn't want to be that guy that comes in and takes up all the usage? So. 
the, the, the phenomena here that you want to pay attention to is that teams that are short offensive talent, if they add necessary offensive talent and it's not going to cut into the usage, it's going to make everybody more effective. And I think that's going to be the case for Lamb. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, uh, he exploded finally. His minutes have been a little weird in Atlanta. I, I know you were very down on him this season, and then they had all these guys come out, uh, guys get hurt in Atlanta. Cam Reddish is out. Bogdan Bogdanovich is out. I mean, the, the, the path for, to, for minutes for Gallo was wide open, and he really, outside of this one giant game, hadn't kind of taken advantage of it. Is this the start of something for him, or is this just a bad fit with the Hawks? I think the Hawks are a bad organization. I like they added all this talent and then expected it all to pan out um, when nobody's getting the touches they want. And you've got guys that were there already in uh, DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish, who are basically like, now nah, we're better than the guys you brought in. We're going to shoot the ball. <laughs> and <laughs> well, so, Hunter, DeAndre Hunter might be right about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, but and that was their hot start. And, you know, Bogdan Bogdanovich, he was the most overhyped player this past free agency. I agree with that. I watched him every game he played. It's just sad to see how this all works the people get their news out of, don't get your news out of sacramento people like just don't do it like and and i think that carried over around the league i mean literally the kings it could only be the kings to to almost get dante divincenzo in a deal and then not have it work yeah whoops um because he's the better player and um so like gallo you know they, they pitch him on coming to atlanta and they're basically like look we didn't pay uh john collins so at some point, wink, wink, nod, nod, you're going to be the guy. Um, he's maybe in a lot of respected NBA observers that I, that I follow. I think he might be like the worst defensive player in the NBA right now. I don't agree with that. Um, but it's going to be, I think, um, a role for him is going to look like 25 to 27 minutes. I don't think he gets the free throws, which have buoyed his value. I think he even gets less calls, you know, as a result of his game deteriorating. I think he's a dead-eye shooter. I think he's going to have some of these explosions. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I, I just I don't see it this year. Um, he, he, need, he probably needs 30 minutes to, to be a 125 guy. All right, fair enough. Um, I'm actually with you on that one. I'm sort of out on Gallo, and I, I stashed him in a couple of spots when he was hurt because I thought he would soak up high 20s in minutes, and it hasn't been guaranteed even with all of these guys out so heaven forbid the hawks ever start to get healthy again he he probably gets squeezed even further uh i put a couple of i guess a couple of these are a little bit more obvious ones but i had them on my list because they had a a game or two or something weird circling them Jakob purtle easy hold there right mm. yeah mm. easy hold mm-hmm. and honestly the only reason he was on the list is because the spurs missed well, a week and a half of I- basketball and I don't know if uh, you, you caught this because um, it just happened uh, about a couple hours ago is uh, Marcus Aldridge is a bench guy now, like officially. And I think that the Spurs recognize that Pirtle is is really necessary to their team. Uh, so there's no question about the role anymore. There's no question. Is he going to get, you know, just 15 minutes in a ball game? So, you know, glad glad we held on i know i know i did um i'm glad that uh we had him in the hb6 because 
you just looked at the numbers and they were just perfect. He's got a little bit of a foul shooting problem right now. Um, <laughs> yes, that's a kind. That's a very kind way to put it. But yeah, very kind. He's shooting like thirty eight percent, right? <laughs> He's crushing it, man. It's it might be time to consider granny style. I. I, if anybody on my team shooting less than 50%, I would force them. Yeah, he's at 32. I don't think many oh. people have noticed that. Luckily, because he doesn't take any. So, like, it's Thanks. it's a thorn, but, yeah, it's it's a special kind of low this year. But otherwise, yeah. like, listen, I, we're getting caught up in this. Otherwise, he's been pretty tremendous for that team. Rebounding, blocking shots, field goal percent, all that good stuff as a starter. So... Also, by the way, un- I don't talk about this very much on this podcast, but uh, they signed him to, what was it, a three-year deal before this season? For for good money. Yeah, and, and you know. Aldridge is a free agent after this year. So you keeper folks, Jakob Pertl is... Well, and he's a top 80 guy right now in eight-cat leagues. In, in nine-cat, was he... Um, I don't have that in front of me. It's probably better. He can't have many free throws. Um, yeah, 1.1... Uh, turnovers this year, so yeah. Better so then he's cat. he's like a top sixty guy in nine cat leagues in twenty seven minutes per game with a thirty two percent foul shot. Yeah, <laughs> heaven <laughs> forbid so he, gets he picks up, up meditation. Yeah, gets to fifty five. Jakob, call me. I'll get you to fifty. Yeah, there you go. If you get him to fifty, he'll he's running away with it. And the job, like, do we see San Antonio? Does anybody supplant him next year? No. For that job? Um, no, 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 I don't think so. I mean, unless they like luck into a draft. I don't have their draft picks in front of me, but like they probably should draft a big man, you know, to be the next big man. Because Jakob is only going to like he, he only going to be on a title team if that other team has like, you know, three yeah. number ones and superstars like throw him on Brooklyn, right. put him on so Brooklyn. You're, you're in planning business. for the future with him. But they know. And man, there was a sequence last night. I flipped on the Spurs game. He made Al Horford look like a junior high basketball player. Like Horford tried to do this fadeaway jump shot and he just slammed it right in his face. Horford got mad, <laughs> put down two power dribbles, and then Pirtle was just like right there and he disrupted the shot. And, you know, or he tried to jam on him and he got in the way. And it was just like, oh man, Al Horford, what's happened to you? Even though Horford having a great year is the difference between a winning Thunder squad and a losing Thunder squad. Yep. Like every time. So yeah, that one was a, that one was a, a an obvious one. So let's talk about his teammate Lamarcus Aldridge coming off the bench, who seemed a little bit less allergic to rebounding in his first game back off the uh, the hip. Was a hip injury, right? He's an old man, so it's got to be a hip thing. Uh, I'm I'm holding on Lamarcus because it feels like he's at his bottom point here, and he's still 135 range, I think, in nine cat. Uh, he, are are you moving on, or he, do we cast better from the bench? He will be yeah. better. I'm I'm not overly attached. If you happen to to grab Aldridge and, and thinking that, you know, you're going to get whatever you thought you were going to get. I actually was probably higher on Aldridge this year than I've ever been. I, I have to look that up. But uh, not that high. No. I should throw that out there. I think, he, I think he could get goals. to top 90 this year, don't you? Well, the bench roll, I think, can help him because he's not going against first-tier talent. He's going to get to beat up on the twos. He's going to be able to kind of manage his minutes. And and when you go with a high-usage bench roll and a low minute, like Rudy Gay is right, sitting there right next door to him, you know, and, and he's done it from both the starting lineup and the bench. But the Spurs have shown you that they know how to give a guy 22 minutes and say, hey, by the way, in your 22 minutes, go out there and do a bunch of stuff. Because if he's not doing stuff, he's not even worth being on the floor because of how bad he is on defense. So I, I think this move to the bench might actually save his 
his fantasy numbers, you know, to the degree that he's turning in like top 115 kinds of numbers. That's not great. And he could be traded. So don't bend over backwards to get him. Yeah. Well, but, he's uh, probably, yeah. He didn't get dropped too many spots either. What about Theo Maladone right now? It seems like he doesn't want to shoot to save his life. He's got this massive role in front of him, but he's not doing anything with it. Hold yeah, or drop? I, hold or drop? I, I, hold. He's a hold. Uh, but you got to look and, and see, like, if you do pick him up, can you, like, drop somebody else or can you liquidate value somewhere else where you get the value from what he's getting, what he's providing, but you're not, like, excited about it? I don't know if that made any sense. Like, he's <laughs> he's going to be good, but only as a late-round value. All right, fair enough. Um, let me see what names I'm missing on this list. I've been bouncing back and forth between two side-by-side lists. Um, hold or drop uh, Cody Zeller. He's showing some signs of his typical Cody Zeller injury slash slowdown after his typical Cody Zeller two weeks of super hot play. Is it time to just move on and assume, you know, you got your two weeks of streaming Cody and find something else? Unless your league gives bonus points for bald spots. <laughs> hey, 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 mean. That's hey, fine. dude, I got a bald spot. My wife was telling me I got a, I don't have a bald spot. I've got majorly thinning hair. <laughs> I got Same. I got receding corners. Yeah, I got receding Those corners may be meeting toward the back of my head, but I don't have a bald spot. <laughs> That ain't me. I've got receding middle. I've got the the other recession where it's going to be a nice, delightful you when genetics are all done with me. Um, Cam Reddish, he's on more rosters than I expected. I'm okay with dropping him. Where are you on Reddish? I'm I'm a Reddish fan. Um, he's got some serious shot selection issues, but his defense is. I mean, you, you pair him up next to Hunter. I mean, that's that's why those Hawks teams can be good. Um, I would be trying to add. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I understand, like, it's not good that he can't stay, in, stay on the floor. I think they might be looking at the All-Star break and thinking, you know what? Let's just get there and, um, you know, gear up for a big second half run. He, especially on your build, you got to really pay attention to the field goal percentage on that build. Like, yeah, he 30, can get 36 special. and a half. He's at 36 and a half right now. Big time steals numbers so far this year. Yeah. And if you're like a lot of other hoop ballers, you have steals sort of taken care of on all of your teams. Um, but he is a guy that has the defensive skill to be able to stay on the floor for big minutes and, and crowd other people out of the rotation. So I, I kind of want to take a chance on him, but I also didn't, I should say, in one of my competitive leagues because i figured he would just go for too much and he did i have a list of eight streamers that guys that have and been... you're gonna tell me to give one word answers i know no, no, this, no. i'm this actually bit. gonna i'm gonna have you pick your favorites among them as opposed to making you talk about each one because i feel pretty confident that all of oh, these guys oh. fit some kind of streamer mold i don't think that that's even really a point of discussion however the question is which ones do we like the most so let me give you eight names and you can tell me four you can you can pick whatever you want, whatever you want, oh. man. Your favorites, the ones that you don't care about, the ones that you're gonna sort of laser in on. Uh, here are the names: Bruce Brown and DeAndre Jordan on the Nets, Emmanuel Quickly on the Knicks, Facundo Campazzo and Monty Morris on the Denver Nuggets, Saban Lee and Dennis. Oh, sorry, there's three actually on Detroit right now: Saban Lee, Dennis Smith Jr. and Josh Jackson on the Pistons, and uh, suddenly, suddenly Susan. I don't know why that popped in my head. Suddenly relevant. Kendrick Nunn, who's been great for about three weeks now, because one guy on the Heat is at least one guy is always out. 
of that eight. list of eight, who do you like? S- Suddenly Susan's a show from the nineties, right? Yeah. Was that uh was that Brooke Shields? I think it was. Cause you know, and, and why I'd even like carry on with this bit is on the TV, I'm not saying I was watching it, but then I actually got sucked in. It was Major League something oh. back to the minors? Oh, that's and I number three. To myself, Dan's watched this what 500 times. <laughs> you know what's funny? I actually I've only watched that one one time because I love the first two so much, and the third one's really not that great. That it almost feels like it. What was soiled. the third one? That's the third one. Back to the minors. Oh, the buzz. Yeah. aren't they the buzz or something like that? Yeah, they're the buzz. Yeah, and it, it's got uh, Scott Bakula. <laughs> yeah, they really took a turn there. Who is uh, his his New Orleans accent in NCIS New Orleans is like the worst accent in the history of all accents. But now I've watched it so much that he sold me on it. <laughs> I'm very upset about this, obviously. I think, um, no, I think it's that, the drugs. Uh, but that movie, I think it might have gotten better with time. That's how I feel about Ace Ventura 2. But that's a, we, this is a discussion for a secret episode uh, you, of this podcast, I You try not to I get think. reviews where they're like, hey, don't talk about this, don't talk about that. But we can now because we're 40 minutes into the show. Yeah, there's, we didn't, there's a certain threshold. Yeah, we didn't okay, lead with here, it. Let me give you the let me give you the needle into your arm, people's inject me. It's uh, I okay. So Brown, he's perfect for that team. Like they they need somebody to do all the dirty work, and and he's gonna be that guy. And and I think he's gonna get late round numbers out of it. And so uh, that's just really kind of unique on a team that's so top heavy. So maybe I overvalue it just a tiny bit because of the uniqueness of it but uh you know when you're looking for somebody that can kind of just be consistent and get you through large gaps you know the season like this is a guy he's gonna get more opportunity too as these guys take games off which seems to be the integration plan over there so i'm excited about him DeAndre jordan yeah yeah eh, why not you know yeah. and then if, if, he, <laughs> if he's bumming you out just eh, move on um, quickly, I, I think Derrick Rose is going to crowd him out, even if you get the Alfred Payton to like go away thing. So I, I, I don't know that, um, which I'm I don't think you there. will, by the way, I, I think Tibbs loves Payton for his defense. So he's going to play when he's healthy. Probably. You know what's interesting. I looked at the numbers. I think they're better when he's off the floor on defense. I don't know that it's applicable to him or, or what the reason is, but that was just something I caught in the wager pass. Um, mm. Go I get can't it. Do Compazzo. $9.99 a month. Go get it right now. Compazzo. Yeah. Compazzo. I can't do Compazzo. I watched him get just manhandled against the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. Um, that play last night was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah, nice ending there, Nugs. That was that was, I was watching the Kings get roasted and uh saw that. Um Morris Monty. Assist, yeah. The assist to turnover king of the NBA. Yeah, he, he's been a little bit worse this year. He has. Um, just eye test. Uh, I, I don't have his numbers in front of me. Yeah, field goal percent pl- is about five or six, four or five, six percent off his, his career his mark. Normal, he's 40, yeah. se- 46, 47 career, and he's down in the low 40s this year. I think some of that could be the depth that he plays with. Like the, the depth issue in Denver is just, you know, when they lost Jeremy Grant, it was over for them. Um, so that might be why you're seeing that. Uh, I haven't seen him play as well as he normally does. I would not be usually in a nine cat league. You can write it in with ink that he would be like a top 125, top 145 guy. I, I don't think I don't see that this year. Uh, in Detroit, Josh Jackson, he's the guy because because Dylan Wright is going to come back. Um, you know, they said two weeks. I thought I saw something flash by that said eight weeks. 
at one point. And I was like, then my head really turned. And then everything after that said two weeks. And I haven't found anything that said eight weeks yet. So yeah, please I'll just two. go with, I have I have a I'll bunch of Delons. Please let it be two. Yeah, I'll go with two weeks. And and they need him really bad. So that's gonna elbow out Saban and it'll eventually elbow out DSJ. But Josh Jackson is a guy that's gonna get his numbers. He's gonna crush your percentages. Will it be worth it? That's up to your format and your standings and your your team build. But he's the guy that's gonna step up. And then as for none, I'm I'm actually a lot of the reasons the heat of struggle has been because of none. He's terrible on defense and offensively he requires them to play a certain way for him to be good. And it's weird to say that about a guy coming off the bench. But again, back to what we were talking about earlier with the the vacuum that, that, that that's created when they don't have Goran Dragic, he's the guy that he's the Dragic that comes in and he just doesn't have the right tempo. He can get his he can't get everybody else going and then defensively they just attack him relentlessly. So I think you'll see him move off the floor as the season goes on. Did you notice how I slowed my cadence? Uh, I did. Is it, are you okay? Was, are you was running a ball, at was are, a ballpark? Are you ballpark running at level trick? <laughs> are you running out of gas over there? Is that, is that what I did to yeah, you? I think so. Cause you were like, Dan, just make me talk the whole time since you just did an hour. <laughs> now you got what you deserve. Didn't you this time? Uh, I have just a couple more things here at the tail end of the show. Uh, but before we do that, Brew, you get to help me with a couple of sponsor reads. Manscaped ooh, ooh. and my bookie. Which one do you want? Uh, I'll do the Manscaped one. Oh, you son of a gun. All right, I'll take my but bookie I don't have first. The, I don't have the language in front of me. Well, guess what? That's not a problem because you can do anything you want with the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. You like what I did there? Yeah, you could shave you can trim your head. You you, could, yeah, it's, it's, I, you I feel trim like I'm going to go way over the line. <laughs> you, can, you can shave your pet marmot. Well, you know, in, in, you know all, all kidding aside, it is a, a really impressive piece of equipment. It is, it is handcrafted. They sent you one, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah. I used it. It was great. It, it, it's, you know, it's funny because you look at this stuff and you look at how goofy it is. And uh, some of the ads are hilarious, like that, uh, the, the, the Gronk ad. Yeah. That just came out. That thing's hilarious. <laughs> um, rarely does the product exceed the bit. And they've Manscaped. done it. Yeah. They've put done a, it. Put in a code like HoopBall20. 20. 20. HoopBall20. 20. 20% Hoop off and 20 free shipping. The, oh, 20% off. And free shipping. Oh, my goodness. This is nice. I like doing these reads you, with two you'd people. You'd be crazy not to do this. Manscaped.com. They've got the lawnmower 3.0, the weed whacker. That's the ear and nose hair trimmer. They've got the shears. I'm still, I'm still a little shocked they've been so successful with these. Things. You know, it's funny, and and they, uh, we're one of their longer tenured podcasts now, having been with yeah, them that's for what she said. close to. <laughs> Heyoh! I love it. Manscaped.com. Promo code Hoopball20. Get 20% off and free shipping on your order. And fat shout out to our, uh, our biggest partner. The folks over at mybookie.ag. Promo code there is HoopBall. Sign up for those, a those new are real account. Ones over there. Yeah, right? I mean, they've been so critical to like, our growth. And not, not, let's slow it down here a little bit. They, these guys have been really excellent partners for us. And Big if time. you guys are into this, this gaming thing, I'll tell you that I haven't had this much fun in a regular season in a long time. And gaming is like, there's, so there's fantasy, and that is the, the supreme. But like gaming adds a lot to your fantasy game, guys, like the stuff that I know now just being sort of under your tutelage and, and watching these other guys that are just going 
just nuts. Like shout out <laughs> Troy Markowski with his nearly 20 units up now in the NBA. It, Sheesh. It's crazy. But like the way I watch games now is so much. I'm just like in tune with every single aspect. So basically you get a wager pass, you get all these plays. And, and the idea here is like, you're going to have fun all year long and you, you, you get all these different angles and then you can make the call on your own. You know, maybe you want to ride one capper who's hot. Maybe you want to ride or you want, you want to fade a capper that's not hot or you, um, you know, you want to synthesize all of that and kind of make your own plays. I, I, t- to me, the value on this product is through the roof, but, uh, this partner has allowed us to expand, which for you guys ultimately will mean more stuff. Yep. More stuff. We got the discord discords, part of the wager pass as well. Uh, I think we have nine handicappers in one thread now for 33 cents a day. And there's other sports. Like I am, I'm so, I can't wait to just sit down and do like golf one day. Well, we've got it. Joe, Joe Campisi. He's got golf on lock. That's in our discord too. I don't like watching golf. You don't have to. if I have money on it, I'll be watching (laughs) the crap out of that. You don't even have to watch. You could just bet it and then tune in later and see if it won. Right now, in today's Friday's thread, we have uh, golf, hockey, college basketball, NBA, Somebody's uh, punching somebody, right? There's an MMA thing in there somewhere. Oh, yeah, MMA's tomorrow. That's Saturday. So oh, we'll okay. have that on got Saturday's it, card. Vince will, Vince they're will good knock at that. that out. Yeah, so it's awesome. And then so get that. Go over to mybookie.ag. Open up an account with promo code HOOPBALL, which unlocks some various deposit match bonuses if you're so inclined. Uh, and as I've said before, make that first deposit and then hit me up on Twitter. Let me know. I'd love to promo you uh, out there in the social world, and we'll have some fun together. Last thing, Brew, on the fantasy side before we wrap things up here on uh, take two of the Friday show. Thank God for you, by the way, saving me from having to talk to myself for an hour. Talking to myself for one hour is hard enough. Uh, me, and, hey, me and Kaz recorded like nine episodes, nine one-hour episodes in a day once. Oh, my God. <laughs> doing team previews. And like in the sixth one, forgot to hit the button. Oh, what a gut punch. <laughs> oh, and it was 100 degrees in the garage, too. So... <laughs> This was like the most painful. So when I when that happened, I just remembered that one painful experience. I was like, okay, I got to hop on with this guy. What's the last thing, Dan? Last thing is are a couple of guys that I've thrown on my, I, I guess you can call them the watch list, but it's just sort of things to keep an eye on. Uh, what are your thoughts on what the Magic are doing with Al Farouk Aminu? Is there any universe where he can claw his way into fantasy value in 9-cat? Yes. Just don't get too high on it. Like, it's going to take a little bit. But they do have a need, and uh, they're actually going to probably compete for the playoffs. Yeah, who isn't in the Eastern Conference this year? But they did it in a really unique and impressive way. They lost half their team. They lost their point guard. They had their rookie point guard, who's got a dad that calls NBA games, you know, an NBA star. So he's got, like, some savvy to him. And, you know, they survived that stretch where they had nobody. And doing it with, like, two big lineups with Kem Birch. You know, and, and, and Vooch. And Vooch is as in shape as I've ever seen him. It looks like he took the the thin diet to the to the right level. You gotta Beast. be thin in today's first first rounder per game and top five totals so oh, far. He's he's what we wanted him to be last year. And I didn't get nearly as aggressive on him this year, um, because I had higher targets, but he's just been amazing. And uh yeah, I think and even like Aaron Gordon, like he kind of it, it's like it finally clicked for him that he's got to just not be an all around offensive guy or, or, or scorer, I should say, to be more of an all around offensive guy and, and facilitating. So yeah. 
yeah, I think he's got Aminu, that is, has got a role here. It's nine cat. It's going to take a bit. Don't. I mean, if you're in a 16 team league, then make the move. But beyond that, you can watch and wait. All right, this is sort of a big one to close. Minnesota Timberwolves uh, just mm. lost Malik Beasley for a suspension until basically about a month from now. I think it's, what is it, 12, 13 games, something like that. That's um, a month. They, <laughs> That's like uh, 25 days in this year's season. Yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> They'll be done in three weeks. Uh, but D'Angelo Russell's still out. And on top of all of that, they had this sort of uh, clandestine coaching change that... Mm is generally i mean the the coaches association was just like yeah we love chris finch but this was bunk and we're going to be looking into it um wh- what do we think actually shakes out there does anything change under chris finch um we already anthony edwards was already getting a lot and presumably he'll just get more with no malik beasley but is there someone else that can start to sniff value jared vanderbilt had a good ball game his last one before we recorded this podcast uh, Jordan McLaughlin has actually looked decent as kind of a backup point guard for that team. What are you watching with the Timberwolves? What do you think might fall out of that tree? I'm watching the seed as like D'Angelo Russell have like an extended absence with the knee injury. Uh, Russell's the piece that screws all this up for everybody, like the, the Wolves included um, from a fantasy perspective. But he comes back, he sucks the air out of the room. That sucks. You know, I think Jared Vanderbilt could survive it. I think um, Jaden McDaniels might survive it. Uh, I think those two guys are guys that they want to see do well. Uh, I think they'll elbow out some of the veterans in the front court to make that happen if those guys are playing well. Um, Vanderbilt, sometimes he pops off the film like like he's the next guy, like six foot nine, six foot ten, you know, just like really good uh, lateral movement. looks like he can check some of the league's more unique players, you know, high-end players. So you get excited about that. And then McDaniels has a lot of good things and then a couple bad things in his stat set. I don't know if, I don't know if McDaniels gets there this year unless they just go full tank and lose a bunch of guys. It's definitely not going to happen while Malik Beasley's out because it's going to take a longer time for him to ramp up to be any good. Uh, Jordan McLaughlin is, Pretty much like what you see is what you get. Uh, he needs a Ricky Rubio injury to matter, though. So uh, I, I think you're going to see a little bit more of a- Anthony Edwards, like you said. Um, the guy I would probably focus on as, as somebody that's probably available in your leagues is Jared Vanderbilt. I told folks a month ago not to drop him. And then he got drop worthy about two weeks ago. And uh, the, the next week was not good. But a lot of that could be dead coach stink. You know, sometimes people know. You know, I think that was the thing with with this this coaching change is they knew something was happening, but nobody knew exactly what was happening. And you, you were not checking with your franchise player. The other players don't know. They liked, um, what's his name, uh, Saunders, Ryan Saunders. They liked him. They just didn't think he was going anywhere. And this was the owner basically holding it all up. And that's why it was such a unprofessional process. And that's why I've been telling the Kings fans like, Hey, in, in Kings management via that. And you know, all those guys follow me. It's like, if you want to make a move, that's going to save your next three, four years, go get Vanderpool because they, they, the, the, the wolves can't be upset about it. 
You know, they just did that. So go make him an offer he can't refuse, you know, and, and, and sell him on some of the more, you know, the better parts of the Kings franchise that you got going for you and bring him in, get Walton his clipboard slapping. Can you believe he slapped that clipboard out of his assistant's hands? <laughs> I loved your tweet about him slapping the sandwich out of his assistant's hand. That was good, huh? <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> but I, I also picture with him going like, no, 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 as he slaps it out. God, he's got to be the, well, whatever. We don't need to do a worst coach in the NBA thing here. Oh, you know what? I lied, bro. I do have one last question for you. You ready for this one? Sure. For bonus points, how many seasons did suddenly Susan run for? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm going to go six. Under. Felt probably wow. like, felt like 20, but it was only four. Only four seasons. Suddenly Susan. That was a pretty good get for NBC, right? Uh, yeah, I think it, well, yeah, it was NBC. <laughs> 96 to 2000. So You know, uh, um, they right were riding that post-Friends bump. They thought they could slide in Brooke Shields, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. they thought uh, they could slide in Brooke Shields. But no. Eric. South Park came out and just took over the world. Yep, got him. Got him. Brew, thank you so much for saving me from talking to myself for an hour. I should have let you talk to yourself for an hour. It would have been really bad for me and for everyone else. This is Fantasy should... NBA Today. He is... Wait, I interrupted you. Before I wrap it up, what you got? Nothing. Oh, okay. I'm just stepping on you for no reason. <laughs> He's Aaron Bruski, the founder of Hoopball. A oh, legend. Oof. Woof, woof, he says, because he's the big dog. He's the big dog. A legend of the fantasy world. At Aaron Bruski on Twitter. I am at Dan Bespris. Drop that five-star review. Check out our partners. You guys have been great. Have a wonderful weekend. Reverse chronological lightning round Monday when we loop it around on the other side. So long, everybody. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.